Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wedding Videography School podcast in association with Aflatus Films Masterwork Educational Podcast for videographers and photographers alike. That's right. Whoa, Woo! What? Yep, yep. <laughs> What's up, Adam Bradley? How's it going, man? Hey, man, it's crazy. Even though we're doing the podcast here remotely, this whole coronavirus thing is in full effect. And bro, it is good to see your face because it's been way, way too long. Yeah, so as most of you know, uh, the podcast has been me for, you know, me solo for the longest time, and we've had a few interviews. Adam Bradley, you were on episode three. Yeah, man. Back in April of 2016. That was fun, and you do, you do a great <laughs> job with these, bro. People love the podcast. Yeah, I, you know, people say that, and I don't know why they like it. That's that's the part that I can't understand. Well, I, I agree, man. I think when I started, <clears throat> when I started, I had like an idea of like what I want, and then it kind of morphed into something I didn't want, and so I kind of took a sabbatical to kind of reformat, readjust, and also get a co-host. I always wanted a co-host, so now you're here, and uh, yeah, and well, things are good. So I don't know if you would qualify or. Yeah, I don't know if you'd call yourself, consider yourself to be extroverted, but you're definitely just a downright cool guy just to hang out with. Like, even if I'm not paying you to shoot with me, I just want you to come and hang out. Like, you're just fun to hang out with. So that's probably why people love the podcast. Well, we never hang out, so I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> and that's about to change this year. We're hanging out right now, bro. Yeah, I feel like I haven't texted anybody as much as I text you in quite a while. So yeah, been doing a lot of texting. Well, I'm excited. To be uh, here. So why don't why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, and for those of you who want to go back and listen to episode three of the podcast, you can do that. But Adam, why don't you give us a little bit of your bio, a little bit about you and how you got into wedding videography? Sounds good. Yeah, man. My name is Adam Bradley and I'm the founding owner of Aflatus Films. And Aflatus basically is Latin for a divine breath of creativity and inspiration. So that's kind of the heartbeat and the foundation of what um, I try to do is put together creative and inspirational wedding films. So you were a big actually inspiration to uh, my journey into beginning into getting into wedding films. But I started about seven years ago. So we're going on seven years for Aflatus. Um, I mean, everything has morphed and grown to, you know, I started out with a monopod and a Canon camera. And before I know it, it's like I've got this full page website, you know, we're we're probably doing about 30 to 40 weddings every year, um, you know, cross fingers for what's going to happen for this season, um, you know, but I think the most, the biggest thing that I've learned over the last couple of years is not just to produce high quality wedding films, but to find a way to build community and then also to find um, a way to build resources for other videographers um, that are just starting out. I think that 
there are a lot of people out there that are kind of, you know, in the middle of it or learning how to advance it. But I'm really trying to focus on this collective community of either photographers or even just very, very beginning videographers. Like, what does it look like when I just pick up my camera? So, um, yeah, so a lot of your and I partnership right now is just the beginning stages of of helping provide resources and, um, yeah, a lot of stuff for these these beginning videographers. Yeah, this is something we've talked about doing for <laughs> what years? <Yeah>. Essentially, <laughs> for a while now. It's almost like kind of embarrassing to think about like how long we've had this on our mind. I mean, even just like the fact that I started this podcast in 2016 and now it's 2020. Yeah. And I'm just now getting my co-host. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, we've been busy though, like what what do you do? What's your average week look like? Oh man, well my average week has changed a lot this last year. Um but typically, well, I was going to say even before going into what my week looks like, I say you and I have at least doubled our family. I went from two kids to four kids. You went from one to two, so that's been a big change the last couple of years since we've been dreaming this up. Um but, you know, a typical average week, I do a little bit of marketing work for um, a company in Denver. And so I go down to do kind of a big boy business job on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then Wednesday through Saturday, I'm just cranking out a flate of stuff. So it's it's all a flate. It's all editing. Um, typically, I wake up around five in the morning to kind of get going, get myself situated, uh, do a little bit of emails before the day starts and then I get the kids up, get the kids breakfast and kind of go up, go out into um, kind of a little makeshift office that I have during the rest of the week. But so, yeah, it's pretty much work nonstop, emails nonstop, you know, trying to get stuff done at nights when I can, when the kids are down. Um, but always trying to take Sundays off is just kind of like a day of rest and just kind of refresh and re rejuvenate before the next big week ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how much time do you think you spend like actually editing these days? I know that you were talking about getting an editor to kind of help you with stuff. Is that something you've done yet, or is that still just kind of in the works? Yeah, I've I've offloaded some work the last year and a half, and so I find a couple of great uh, ones. Is kind of like a private editor who does who runs her own small business, and then another one is a company called the Archaeus, based out of California, and so they do great work, but. You know, I'd say the average wedding film from the the time I start importing to exporting is about 40 hours per project. Um, I know it's probably a lot more, I feel like, than some other people, but I just, I'm a little bit of a slower editor. I try to take my time and I'm really fine-tuned a lot of like the music selection. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably during the week, I'm probably editing at least 30 hours a week of just random stuff. So Yeah. And and just to give everybody a little bit of context for how much time you're actually spending, like you're delivering like a highlight film. And is there anything else that you're delivering? Um, I I don't do a la carte options anymore. I only deliver what I call the complete package, and so that includes uh, the wedding film, a full ceremony edit, speeches, dance, grand entrance, cake cutting, first look. Um, so it's kind of the whole shebang, and I deliver it all through MediaZilla. Like it's a nice online DVD, so they can kind of pick and choose to watch what they want. So I only do the complete stuff, which is probably why it takes a little bit longer as well. Yeah. But that is that, is that like a documentary edit that, or that's, that's not like a long documentary edit. That's just kind of like, here's the, here's everything that I shot kind of polished up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And then for some couples, I will like export 
everything that I've kind of shot. I guess you'd kind of call it the raw footage, but I kind of pick and choose my raw footage. And yeah, so that's... Yeah, I do too. I, I end up delivering like probably at least 90% of my raw footage. Yeah. Um, well, you're a great... But I, I clean up a little bit of stuff. Yeah, I think you're... I think you're probably a little bit of a better shooter than I am too. So you probably nail it right more often than I do. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure our fans know too. <laughs> yeah. We got to make sure everybody knows. It's weird though. I never second shoot for anybody. I second shot for you like a couple months ago for the first time. Yeah. In like years. Yeah. And that might've been, that might've been the first time I second shot for somebody in like at least a year if not two years gotcha yeah man so i was pretty nervous we need to shoot together more and uh yeah you've got a great camera i i, I was a little bit lost like looking through some of your footage because you shoot raw black magic raw right well actually i'm sh- so for you i think i just shot like pro res lt okay yeah like it's not it's not incredible but n- i mean i didn't want to like give you like a ton of stuff and actually i didn't know what editing stuff you were using so i wanted to make sure i could give you a pro res that was going to work but also not give you like a billion gigabytes because i know that you're still shooting like a compressed h.264 right yeah h.265 now is what the fuji shoots. oh snap so upgrade (laughs) (laughs) but uh so yeah what i mean what are you using these days like the last time we talked was three years ago. What what's your preferred camera of choice? I you were you were on a Samsung for the world's longest time, but I can't remember what you're using now. Yeah, I switched over um, to the Fuji about a year ago, and so I'm currently rocking the Fuji XT3. They just launched their XT4, which has um, IBIS in it. So I'll probably be buying at least one of those in the next few months. But I love the Fuji cameras. I love the colors. Um, I don't know. For me, I guess I try to get a lot of that color stuff into the into the shot you know i don't want to do a whole lot of post editing and color grading if i don't have to so i try to get as much as i can i find that fuji delivers like pretty solid colors for what it's capable of yeah yeah um well that's cool man we'll get a little bit more into that stuff on the next episode i think um but we we definitely need to talk about this coronavirus stuff and what's going on with with the wedding industry and I like how how have you been affected by this? Has have you had any like major issues yet or are you still uh chugging along? You know, the whole, the whole thing is just crazy and I think, you know, prior to even just the, all the videographers and photographers and other vendors, wedding vendors are losing business like it just it just sucks for the couples. Like I had one talk with even the bride and she has, you know, she was anticipating not just an, an amazing wedding but people traveling all over the world and so the concept of her having to reschedule her wedding is not anymore just about um, changing a date it's about her family members and friends have also lost jobs so they might not even be able to travel maybe within even the next year so my heart just honestly just goes out to the couples that are you know just anticipating for a lot of them it's the most important day of their life it's the biggest investment day that they have into their life and just to either lose money or have to rethink through all of those pieces is just, it's just tragic and it's sad. I mean, a lot of what you and I do is we, we celebrate couples and their love for each other and their story. And that includes all the family and friends. So I think, I think the first big hit definitely would go to the couples. Um, 
and then and then then obviously the 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 videographers the vendors all of us in the wedding business but i'd say i've taken right now a small hit um i don't know what my future looks like quite yet through the summer just because everything keeps getting pushed back but i've definitely taken a small hit and, and lost some business been able to rearrange a couple things but but it's been a big but it's been a hit for my family so i know i think you've actually lost probably more than i have as far as either cancellations um is that what's your record right now yeah yeah i've uh man i so i had some weddings in april and some weddings in may um and those are all gone i think maybe i had a total of five or six yeah and they're those are those have either been postponed one or moved to next year um i know that one of them was like indefinitely postponed like they're like we don't even know when we're gonna do it like and we're not actively thinking about it right now. Um, so, like, the planner said it's essentially, like, canceled wow. for right now. And I was like, okay. So, I don't even know what's going to happen with that couple. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously, I got a ton coming up in June, July, August, and uh, September. And I just don't know, man. Like, I was watching an interview on the news yesterday with the, you know, the lead doctor from the CDC and he was specifically asked about when kids are going to go back to school and when people can have events again and weddings was specifically mentioned. And the guy said optimistically, um, you know, sometime in the fall. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about the possibility of not having any weddings in June or July. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen, obviously. Right. But I think I think we need to be prepared for the possibility that, you know, if you're a wedding videographer in a state that's locked down like Colorado is, and you're not allowed to have, you know, events of more than 10 people or gatherings of more than 10 people, then we just don't know how long it's going to last. And um, there could be a scenario where you essentially don't shoot any weddings in 2020 or you shoot very few weddings in 2020. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's rough right now. Uh, it's, uh, I went from, you know, making, you know, a really good income to now I'm like, well, I don't exactly know when I'm going to get paid again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, and I think I'll say one more thing, you know, a lot of wedding videographers are coming out of the winter time. Right. Right. So, if you live in a seasonal place like Colorado, we don't shoot a ton during the winter. So there's a good like four or five months where I'm not working anyway. Yeah. And it's fine because I make all my money during the season and all that stuff. So it's it's not a big deal. Um, but when you're coming out of five months of no income and then you're staring another, you know, three months or longer in your busiest time of no income. Yeah. When, when you're looking at that, it's it's difficult, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you nailed it right in the head. I mean, when I went from this whole thing from thinking, okay, this thing's unfolding, man, what does it look to maybe lose one to two months worth of work? And I kind of planned for that. But now I think all of us are saying like, yeah, what if we lose six months or even up to a year work? Like, what does that look like? What's the backup plan? I know, um, do you know much about kind of like the CARES Act and the PPP programs? And um, I know that there are stuff, resources out there for small business, but um yeah i mean thankfully they'll they'll they're working unemployment for me like i'm a sole proprietor so i typically don't 
I don't qualify for unemployment. So they are working that in as, but I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to get on unemployment. I don't want to go look for like some random job. You know, there's like all these things that I'm like, uh, like what I'm kind of rethinking about, you know, well, what am I going to use this time to do? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use this time to record the podcasts that I want to do. I'm doing this one. I do another one with another videographer. Um, and so I'm going to do that. I'm going to work on some real estate stuff that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to take this time that I'll probably have assuming June and July get canceled. Like I feel like they will. Uh, and then just kind of devote that time to, to working on the projects that I, I've been wanting to do. Yeah. Um, I feel like if this is going to suck, it might as well suck in a good direction. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I'm not going to make any money, well now I should pursue the stuff that wasn't going to make me money for a while anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of the bigger businesses I know, um, you know, for some solution, there has been like the cares act. That's been a, you know, it's not just uh, an unemployment thing, but it's kind of like a small loan for businesses. But, you know, so I, I would encourage people to pursue that if they're, you know, def, definitely desperate, needy, took a big hit. But I think you're right, man. Like this whole thing is causing everyone to say, like, go back to the basics of like, what's really important to me? Or how do I get creative again? Because in a lot of ways we do fall into these ruts or we fall into these, um, you know, just flows and we don't realize that there might be some hiccups in them. So, I think, you know, the best way is to get creative, go back to the basics, you know, and for me, that's just been relationships, like going back to uh, wedding vendors and or just like the venues and saying, how can I help? How is your season looking? Is there anything I can be doing in this time and reengaging and maybe um, dusty relationships that just kind of need to be uh, revisited again? So, you know, videographers, you know, again, I'm super biased, but I think videographers are some of the most creative and talented people on the planet. So, um, I think people are just going to have to get more creative with business wise. And I, I'm no doubt that most people will be able to do that. Yeah. I think this is, you know, we'll start wrapping up the show here in a few minutes. Um, but I think this is a great, this is kind of like, a. I know for me, it's been like, uh, just a reminder of like, Hey, good thing you were putting all that money aside. Yeah. Right. Like people who've listened to this podcast, I've talked about money a few times, um, and the importance of taking, you know, that 10, 15, 20% or whatever you get every time you get paid and, and socking it away. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of thought this was like a bulletproof job, right? Like, like I have 30 different clients with 30 different jobs and they all have, you know, they're 30 different personalities at 30 different venues getting married on 30 different dates. Like, like in my mind, I'm like, there's no way all those are going to cancel yeah. ever. It's just never going to happen except for. <laughs> except for a situation like this, which is like, you know, you don't really think so. You, you never plan for this thing. Right. So, so it's very important that people always be putting money away. And I think this is a, just a fantastic reminder of like, we are vulnerable, vulnerable. <laughs> I hate that word. You man. can do it. You can I do never it. get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam. You're so inspirational. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's just a good reminder that we are vulnerable yeah. and things can happen to us um and so we just got to be preparing yeah so with that what do you got going on for this week man what are you doing the rest of the week 
you know, well, it's good. I've got, um, I'm down to my last edit of being backlogged. So in, in some ways it's been a great time nice. for me to get off, you know, get some of my backlog done. Uh, so I've got, I'm going to be finishing up that edit, but honestly, I'm just preparing right now for a May 1st, uh, new website launch. So we did a little soft launch last month, but we're going to be working on a more, um, yeah, a more robust relaunch, which is going to feature uh, really the, the the prize possession that I've been wanting to do, like you said, for a couple of years now, and that is the Aflatus shop. And so my shop is basically going to have, you know, just be some quality content of some resources uh, for people to engage in. There'll be a couple of free things on there as well um, that I think that are going to be really beneficial for people. But, uh, you know, May 1st, I'm be launching my first LUT. And so my first wedding LUT is going to be coming out. Uh, I teamed up with Corinne Nelson Photography, and so we're actually going to have a photography preset that's going to be launching as well. Um, and then we're just going to be working on building out a couple different courses and kind of some stock footage of either Colorado time lapses or even some Colorado aerials um, of wedding venues in the area, you know, in, at, a, at an affordable price. It's not going to be these crazy like stock video prices, but it's going to be, you know, around the 50 buck range where people can have, you know, a handful of solid clips that they can add to their films down the road for um, popular venues in the area. So a Flatus shop, man, a Flatus new website, um, some different masterwork educational resources are, are on the on the brink here that you and I are gonna be working on hopefully in the next month or two. Um, but just a lot of fun stuff that I hope people can really engage in and help, help take their videography career to, to the next level. Awesome. Where can people find you on uh, Instagram? Yeah, a Flatus right now, and that's spelled A-F-L-A-T-I-S. And so everything's branded with Aflatus. So Aflatus.tv is the website. Aflatus is my Instagram. Aflatus is my Facebook page. But um, And then now all these cool new podcasts that you and I are going to be creating on the wedding, wedding school videography film page. All right, man. Well, that's good to know. So everybody uh, check out Adam on Instagram and his Aflatus shop. And uh, make sure you uh, follow Wedding Videography School on Instagram at Wedding Videography School. Until next time, guys. Later. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company, and for good reason. Uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there, and their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide rim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So. 
for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide burn hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on and you know really really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um that they stood in front of the videographer to get and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical probably um probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door so give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event